episode number 137. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Unstuck Method, Shira Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So if you have watched my free video series on getting unstuck, you will know all about the concepts of fact versus story. If you haven't yet watched that three-part video series, or if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I highly recommend you head over to my website, shiragura.com, so that you can receive them in your inbox. I created these three videos as a way to introduce the philosophy behind getting unstuck, even before you start to learn the unstuck method. And from what I have heard from people who have watched these videos, they're really important and really valuable to gain a better and broader understanding of how it is that we can manage our minds. But if you haven't yet watched those videos, I will tell you that one of the videos focuses on this concept of fact versus story, or sometimes I use the word circumstance versus story. So let's just take a moment so that we're all on the same page and let's agree upon what a fact is or what a circumstance is. In my opinion, a fact or a circumstance is something that happened or it is happening now that no one can deny. That's actually the simplest and easiest way for me to define it. So for example, let's say I was claiming that somebody in my life was being really rude. That is not a fact. That is not something that I could prove in a court of law. It could be that other people who were in that same exact situation that I was in didn't experience that person as rude at all. My perception was that he was rude. But that's my story. That's not a fact. The circumstance was, he said, you know, X, Y, or Z, whatever it was that that person said. Those, the words, are the circumstance. His words are the facts. Everything else is story. So when you're practicing to get unstuck, it is really, really helpful if you can separate out your thoughts from the facts. We do this in the uncover step when we investigate the thoughts that we're holding on to that are causing us to get stuck. And if you can do this, it will bring you that much closer to getting unstuck because the reason we get stuck is because of the stories in our minds, not because of the facts. Facts are neutral. They are always neutral. We create a charge on top of those facts when we add our opinions or our judgments or our perceptions to it. And then we create a story which we believe is 100% right, and then we're really stuck. Okay, so all of this was just to give you a little bit of background for today's story. So after this past summer, when my husband and I and the kids returned back to Israel after visiting the United States, My husband and I agreed that we want to do more planned getaways, just the two of us. 
we really haven't been taking vacations at all for quite a long time. And when I say vacations, I'm not saying going away anywhere luxurious. I'm not even saying getting on a plane. I'm just saying getting away for the night, like getting an Airbnb or something like that. We just haven't been doing that, like really at all. And we decided that this year we're going to start doing that. Our goal was to put something on the calendar for once a month. So we're in the month of December, and my daughter, who is almost 18, has generously offered so many times for my husband and I to go away, and that she would watch her three younger brothers. And she offered for us to go away this past weekend. And at the same time, I received an email about some event going on last weekend, and when I saw the email, it reminded me to ask my husband if he wanted to go away. And so I asked him, do you want to go away this weekend? And he responded back, sure, do you want to go camping? Now, (laughs) we do live in the Middle East, and therefore our winters are quite mild compared to where I come from, which is New Jersey. But still, it is winter, it is cold, it's even been raining, and no, I am not interested in camping in the winter, especially when it starts to get dark at 4.30 p.m. I mean, really. (laughs) So I responded, No, I don't want to go camping. I was just thinking we can go to Amirim. This is like a a vegetarian village not far from us. And I said, we can rent an Airbnb. And he responded, I'd like to go somewhere where there's going to be content. And I just stared at him. (laughs) I mean, I knew what he meant, right? My husband is an intellectual. And if we're going to go away and we're going to pay for food, and we're going to pay for accommodations, he'd rather go somewhere where he's going to receive something in return, like going to a lecture, or listening to some talk on politics, or meet some famous army general, or whatever. I mean, basically, if we're going to go away, he's looking for anything but what I was looking for, which was a quiet and peaceful place to go without the kids where we could sleep in and read books and go on walks and cuddle and eat healthy food that I didn't prepare. And so I responded, "Uh, yeah, that's not what I had in mind. Plus, I wouldn't understand any of it anyway. And I say that because all of these weekend getaways that he's talking about, they're in like high level Hebrew. And while my Hebrew is good, it's not on the level of these events where I could actually enjoy them. Plus those like political topics and conversations, they just do not speak to me. And so I said again what I had in mind. Well, I thought we could just go somewhere and just hang out, like take it easy and go on a hike, you know, like we used to. And he responded, well, well, what are we going to do there? (laughs) And I was like, huh? I'm thinking to myself, didn't I just tell you what we're going to do there? But of course, I didn't say that out loud. I just stared at him. And I think that's when I started to cry because here I was trying to invite my husband to a nice weekend getaway. We had our daughter offering to stay with the kids. It was going to cost us like no money at all. And he was like fighting me. And I was like, Why does this have to be so difficult? I mean, really, he could just say, yes, that's a great idea. Let's go. And I got really upset 
because all I saw in front of me was a wasted weekend. In other words, there was no way at that point we were going to go away. We couldn't agree on what we wanted to do. And plus, I was already in a bad mood and I really couldn't see how I was going to get out of it because I was really, really hurt. I mean, I was really excited and really looking forward to just getting away and doing nothing and we couldn't even figure out how to do that. I honestly felt like my husband didn't even want to go away with me because he wouldn't have fun with me because that's what I was hearing, right? Like when he said, well, what are we going to do? What does that mean? What are we going to do? We're just going to hang out. It was such a weird feeling and it was such a bad feeling and it was such a stuck moment. And you know what? I allowed myself to feel upset for a bit. And when I say a bit, I mean like a full day. I totally could have gotten unstuck sooner, but I just didn't feel like it. I kind of wanted to just stay upset. And I am not sure why our minds like to do that you know, hang on to negativity or hang on to self-righteousness, but our minds like to do that. And so I stayed there until I decided I'm done. (laughs) I'm done being stuck. Let's go through the unstuck method. S. I went down to my yoga studio. I sat down on my meditation cushion. I closed my eyes and I just breathed. T. I told myself I was stuck on hurt. The truth of the matter is I already allowed myself to feel hurt for a day. So there wasn't really much more to do in this step. You, what did I uncover? I wrote down in my journal, I believe my husband doesn't want to go away with me. And then I investigated that belief. Is that true, Shira? No, I know that that's not true. I also wrote down, I believe my husband is bored with me. And I investigated that belief. Is that true, Shira? No, I don't think that's true either. I believe my husband only wants to go away if he can be entertained by some intellectual person. (laughs) Um, It's not 100% true. I do think that would be his preference to have that as a part of the weekend, like, just like an hour of it. Um, But that's not what he would want to do the whole weekend. And finally, I wrote down, I believe we're never going to go away at this rate. And I couldn't prove that that was 100% true either. Okay, so I went on to the next step. C. By the time one day passed, right, I wasn't feeling as emotional as I was the day before. And by that time, I also considered that my husband didn't mean to be rude. He didn't mean to hurt my feelings and that he was just sharing what he wanted to do if he had a choice. And I think the story went sour when I got upset and I started crying. And when I do that, my husband is like powerless. (laughs) I mean, really, I don't cry on purpose, by the way. I just am a very sensitive person. This is something that runs in my family. And so when I get hurt, or shall I say, when I allow myself to feel hurt, I just cry. And then my husband can't really do anything from that place. And I don't mean to do that. It's really, it's just what happens. And so what I considered when I was thinking about what the situation turned into, I realized I can have a conversation with him and share with him what I heard him say, and not necessarily what he said. 
right? Because there's a difference. This goes back to what I was saying earlier about the difference between fact and story, right? What I heard wasn't necessarily what he said. What he said were the facts. What I heard was my story. And so the next night we had a date night. And this is one of the nights of the week where we sit in my yoga studio and the lights are dim and we sit face to face holding hands and we practice mindfully speaking and mindfully listening to one another. And I went first. And I told him I wanted to share what I heard and not necessarily what he said. And he was very open to this idea, of course. And so I basically went back in time and I shared with him out loud the history of events that I invited him to go away. And he first asked about camping and then he asked about going somewhere with content. And then he asked, what are we going to do if there is no formal event planned? And I shared with him what my mind heard. This is what I said to him. I was basically talking as if my mind were talking. He doesn't want to go away with you, Shira. He doesn't want anything to do with you. Can't you see that? He'd rather go by himself or with some buddies and listen to some political mumbo jumbo than hang out with you. He's bored, Shira. Can't you see that? And I said it to him just like that. And he kind of smiled. And I kept reiterating, I know you didn't say that. That is what I heard. That was what my mind was telling me that you were saying. And I was believing it. And then I went on and I said, you know, now that I've taken a step back and I've separated what you said from what I heard, I can see that we can plan better next time. And I said, what do you think? Maybe for the next time that we plan to go away, either let me just plan it totally and you'll join me on whatever it is that I plan or you'll plan it entirely and I'll go ahead with your plans or let's just plan it together. I just think the way that we tried to create this particular getaway, it just didn't work this time for either of us, but I know that we can do better. And he agreed. And I have to tell you, it felt really, really, really great to be able to tell my husband what I heard and not necessarily what he said, probably for two reasons. One, I think it really showed him that There wasn't anything wrong with what he said, which is true, right? He was just saying what was on his mind. And I think that's really important for my husband to recognize, you know, like that he wasn't in the wrong. He really didn't do anything wrong. And two, it was showing him that I was taking responsibility for my emotional well-being and I wasn't blaming him for how I was feeling. I mean, we're not children. And we don't have to get upset over silly little things like this. And we don't have to resent each other. And we don't have to hold grudges, even when we don't see eye to eye. There is another way, and that's the unstuck way. And it felt so great, so freeing, so much of a relief and a release to be able to get unstuck. It's honestly one of the best feelings in the world. And when we finished that conversation, we hugged and I cried again because that's what I do. (laughs) But this time it was tears of happiness and gratitude. And as we were hugging, I, Kay, held myself in self-kindness for getting stuck on hurt. It happens to the best of us. 
And in that same conversation, my husband and I started to speak about the next weekend, which was this past weekend, because all of our kids were going to be away on a youth group event. And so we started to speak about that and plan it. And it's now over, of course. And it was a lovely staycation that we had without the kids. Ah, it is so great to feel unstuck. So my dear friends, have you recently been in a conversation with someone where perhaps there was some miscommunication? Or maybe you heard everything correctly, but you created a story around the words that otherwise may not have been meant to be understood the way that you understood it. Where in your life can you separate fact from story? And where can you share this wisdom with someone that you really, really love and who really needs to hear it? Like, this is what you said, this is what I made it to mean, but you didn't say that, can we start over? I'm telling you, a conversation like that can literally heal a relationship or create a huge shift or transformation for the other person who may otherwise feel judged or put down or trapped and forget about what kind of wonders that does for you. Please remember, if you are looking to get supported in any stuck spot that you may be going through, please reach out to me. To me, there's no greater privilege or honor than it is to help another person get unstuck. Okay, my dear friends, that is it for today. My plan next week is to introduce you briefly to the new method and book that I am working on called The Clear Way. And the episode after that, I plan to share with you all about what you can expect to hear and see from me in 2020. I look forward to sharing both of those episodes with you soon. And before I go, I'd like to make one more request as we begin to wind down 2019. If my podcast has been making an impact in your life, or if you are finding it useful or inspiring in your life, the best way to show your appreciation is to share this episode with a friend, or subscribe to the podcast, or leave me a review on iTunes if at all possible. Any of those ways, sharing with a friend, subscribing to the podcast, or leaving an iTunes review would be so appreciated. I thank you for your generosity. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com.